Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Point Spread live stream here at FantasyPoints.com, where Tom Brawley and I go through each and every game, looking at the prop bets, the uh, the over-unders, the totals, the sides, whatever you want to bet on, Tom and I will cover it. We're going to cover what Tom has seen as potentially the best bets of the entire week, T-Bro. Uh, how'd you do on uh, on Thursday night? Uh, the Traylon Burks hit on his first catch. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. good. That uh, was a, a pretty good night. We had, uh, you know, of course we go on. I go on John's show on Thursday mornings, and we Thursday night special with Traylon Burks, uh, over 33 and a half receiving yards. So we got 43 yards on the third play of the game. So cash that one. Um, Lazard, I had Lazard over 47 and a half receiving yards. Had to wait until the very end of the game. But we got there. Aaron Rodgers missed him on a crosser for about probably about 35 yards. And uh, Lazard dropped the pass. But we ended up getting there at the end and eh, had a little had a little same game parlay with those two uh, tied to the Titans plus three and a half. So uh, a good night overall. So let's let's keep the good vibes going into the weekend here. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's just get right started. Uh, Tom will obviously talk about injuries, uh, weather situations or whatever when we get to the each individual games. And uh, right now I'm looking at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's what I look at. Um, Tom, though, uh, is shopping around. He knows where all the uh, where all the good stuff is in case there's a better line out there somewhere. Let's start in Indianapolis where the Eagles are taking on the Colts. The Eagles on the highway minus seven to minus with a minus 105 so potentially the eagles move into seven and a half here tom 45 and a half the total the eagles coming off uh coming off what i I would think you would consider a frustrating loss all the bounces went against them meanwhile though they got run on and indy is coming off a game in which jonathan taylor looked like 2021 version jonathan taylor here eagles Laying seven, 45 and a half, the total in Indianapolis. Yeah, I don't I don't think we're going to see Indomitian Sue this weekend. I doubt, doubt that. He was just signed here. Uh, any word yeah, on he that? Yeah, he practiced trip? today. Oh, okay. Now, That's, they, they he'll think, probably get a limited snaps, I would say. They think Linval Joseph will play. So, like, yeah. the Eagles called up every free agent defensive tackle. <laughs> Apparently. Ted Washington was busy. Uh, yeah, he was, he was too busy, uh, you know, doing whatever. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> they missed yes. Jordan Davis. Yeah, I, they really do. I mean, this is the last two games. I mean, it wasn't like the uh, the commanders really gassed them for long runs. It was a lot of paper cuts, and eventually they bled out, and a lot of third and ones and third and twos, and they were converting a lot of them. So, uh, so they they went out and addressed their major issue here. But uh, yeah, this line this line started uh, Monday morning. It was seven and a half, pretty much across the board. Uh, the Eagles go out and lose on Monday Night Football, and uh, the line immediately dropped down down to six and a half, but now we're seeing it steadily coming up here. It's it seems like it's going to be a pretty sp- split market though. Uh, it's bounced back to seven, as you said, but uh, I'm seeing uh, some money on the Colts at seven. It literally just points. moved to six and a half. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of it's a very split, but it looks like it's going to be yeah. If you want the Colts, you probably can get a seven at any point this week. If you want to bet the Eagles, you probably, you know, if you have multiple books, you should be able to get a six and a half somewhere. So it's it's a very split market here. And as you said, Joe, uh, the Eagles are coming off, uh, you know, a, a frustrating, frustrating game. It yeah. was, a lot of things went against them, but they've also shown, you know, a few weaknesses here uh, against the run. So, and the Colts, they played much better than they anticipated and they went back to their quarterback i mean it, sam ellinger should have been playing in the first place uh jeff saturday uh ursay's drinking buddy gets to you know make his own quarterback decisions uh frank ray couldn't so uh, so we got the better quarterback back in place for the colts it's gonna be interesting uh the eagles have been you know done well uh preventing big plays in the passing game pretty much but they have been uh, in the passing game as well, they've uh, been giving up some paper cuts in in that direction too. So, and that's basically what the Colts have been doing all season. They've been trying to get the ball out quick, and uh, Paris Campbell's emerged here a little bit. So this this is an interesting game for me. I mean, you also have the Sirianni ties to the Colts. No, it's uh, so a Sirianni revenge game. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we have, there's a bunch of different angles here, but uh, no real. I, I'm leaning towards the Eagles here. I think it could be a bounce back spot. They're probably pissed about. Uh, you know, what happened on Monday night, but they're yeah. also short, you know, short week, uh, you know, got to travel to Indianapolis. So there's, 
there's a lot of different things going on here. I'll, I'll probably just stay away from it, but I would lean towards the Eagles getting six and a half. Yeah, uh, given the six and a half. They're not yeah, getting, the, the, six getting the six. Yeah, yeah they had a, it was just one of those things where, like, they're a team that for the first nine weeks of the season, all the bounces went their way, were super healthy. And then in week 10, it was final destination stuff. Like, literally everything came back. To, like, so yeah, it was just a weird game. And it, and you look at it and you'd say, you know, if I have a defense that's going to need to give up 13, 12, 13, 14 play drives for a team to score on me, I'd much rather have that defense than a defense that gives up four play drives to, for a team to score on you. But good God, is it hard to watch when it's happening? Uh, uh, like, uh, yeah, I was kind of like last night with the, uh, the Titans that <laughs> What was that? That seventeen play drive that took ten oh, minutes is like, oh my! And then they finally did get the stop on the fourth down play at the you know the fourth and one inside the ten yard line. But yeah, it could be frustrating whenever you kind of know what's going to happen and you still can't do anything to stop it. But uh, yeah, uh, prop wise here, Joe, I got uh, Jalen Hurts under his rushing prop at forty two and a half yards. He's been he just hasn't been running as much. They've kind of taken the ball out of his hands a little bit uh 28 or fewer yards in four straight games and 38 or four fewer yards in six of his last seven games here uh Colts have only given up 12 yards a game here to quarterback so far so I really like that one we haven't projected for 25 yards so uh, that was one that really caught my eye so Jalen Hurts under rushing yards uh they did lose Dallas Goddard so that's a little bit of a concern maybe yeah. they do uh you know have him run a little bit more if they're having trouble generating uh, you know, uh, positive yardage in the passing game with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown a little banged up. But uh, that, it's it's been a trend here that they've been taking the ball out of his hands a little bit more in the running game. Chicago and Atlanta. Atlanta is laying three at home, plus 100 for them laying three. So uh, this sounds like it's going to be moving to two and a half very quickly. I would anticipate the Bears are going to be a massive public side in this game uh, with all the the Justin yes. the Justin Fields hoo-ha going on. 49 and a half the total, Bears at Falcons. Yeah, all the fantasy football people that also gamble, I'm sure they're going to be betting. Because, yeah, Justin Fields has been pretty good for fantasy teams recently. And uh, up until last week, the Bears have been you know, pretty good for for uh, on the side as well. But uh, the, the one-point loss, uh, bad interception late in that game that – really flip the tide uh, against the Bears. But getting a, a full field goal here against the Falcons team that was on uh, Thursday night football primetime game and uh, really got dominated by Deontay Foreman and the Panthers there. So uh, there's there's reason to believe, yeah, as you said, Joe, this this was a line that started at three and a half. And it seems like there's a lot of steam here that it might get down to two and a half. So, yeah, if you're looking to bet the Falcons, I've just kind of sit this out, wait a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some two and a half start to show up. Uh, if you're you're looking to bet the Bears, probably now is the time to probably jump in there and make sure you get secure that three. But I think the uh, more interesting part here is the total. Uh, Massive total. 49 and a half. That, you know, uh, might be the biggest on the board, I think, uh, with, with Los Angeles' issues. Yeah, it's. Uh, Los Angeles and Casey's now moved up to 51 and a half, 52 with the, uh, with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen look like they're coming back. But, uh, th- you know, these are two offenses that like to run the ball and, uh, you know, control it. So this is really, this is going to be a fascinating total just because, Hey, if one of these teams gets a stop or two, which has been an issue for both of these defenses, uh, it seems like this could be a total that would go under here, but, um, you know, these both of these defenses yeah. have not been getting very many stops here so far this season. It, the, the question also becomes for me, is, does Marcus Mariota shit it up enough to bring Justin Fields kind of down to his level? I mean, I know the stats weren't there, weren't all that awful, Tom, but I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> Mariota's play in that game last Thursday night was one of the worst performances I've seen by a quarterback in quite some time. He was a freaking atrocious in that game. Yeah, Kyle Pitts was so good. He had a walk-in <laughs> touchdown. He sailed it over his head on that little crossing route that he had there. So uh, as are all Kyle Pitts owners right now, they're they're sick of watching Marcus, Marcus Mariota play right now. But uh, yeah, to, for the, the props here, I kind of like, I, I feel like they, we, they keep setting these props pretty low for Dar- Darnell Mooney. We're going back to the well. Uh, they bumped it up a little bit. It's uh, I got it at 43 and a half, I believe. 
Mm. Uh, yeah, his, his receiving yards. I mean, we've been uh, – this is, I think, the third week that we're going to hit it here. They keep putting it here in the low 40s. I think it should be – You keep uh, hitting it. Yeah, we're going to keep hitting it until they uh, correct here. I, I I think this line should be set at like 48 and a half, 49 and a half. So I, we're getting a little bit of cushion here. Uh, AJ Terrell looks like he might play, but Darnell he doesn't Mooney, move into the slot. Yeah, exactly, very much. Darnell Mooney, uh he moves around a little bit and plays a lot in the slot. So, um, so it looks like he should be all right there. So uh, we're going to keep hitting this Darnell Mooney prop until you know, until it finally doesn't hit one of these times, until Justin Fields maybe has a stinker as a passer. But uh, the other prop was oh David Montgomery over his rushing yards. Uh, 61 and a half was the total. I, I'm a, this is a, a tepid one. I'm I'm just like, he's a, he's going to get so much work for like the third straight year here. It's going down the stretch of another season. Khalil Herbert goes on the IR uh, earlier this week with a hip injury. So uh, Tristan Abner, you know, I think he's a good add off the waiver wire, you know, as a kind of a, yeah. hey, stash, see what happens with David Montgomery. But I don't think he's going to have nearly the same role that Khalil Herbert was having. Uh, he was a guy that was getting like eight to 12 carries per game. Ebner's a rookie. He's actually been kind of more used in like the passing game, if anything. So uh, I, I, I don't think Ebner is going to, you know, necessarily see a big role here. I think he's going to be more of a, the breather back, make sure, you know, Montgomery's not playing 95% of the snaps. I think uh, so Montgomery, I'm expecting him to get up to maybe like the 75 to 80%. Uh, in terms of like a snapshot, uh, in terms of like carries and everything. So just getting that little bit of bump here. Uh, we're not concerned about the Falcons defense. We saw what Deontay yep. Foreman did in two games over the last three weeks here. So the only thing we're concerned about is David Montgomery really hasn't looked good for at least the last couple of weeks. He has not run well. Khalil Herbert has clearly been the, the better option, but I'm betting on volume here against a bad run defense. Uh, I think we have not projected for about 79 yards on the site. So a little bit of cushion here on the number at 61 and a half. Carolina and Balti world. Uh, <laughs> Carolina, the bake show has returned. Oh. The great American bake show is, uh, is back, but the Panthers are getting 13 from the Ravens, 41 and a half the total. Uh, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson with the world's worst immune system. He's back on the injury oh, report with no. an illness. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. no. But he will play. John Harbaugh said he will play. Now, he's officially listed as questionable, but Harbaugh said he will play. Okay. Um, but 13 is the number. It's looking like we're probably going to have Mark Andrews. Um, Gus Edwards is questionable. So the prop market pretty thin for this one though, Tom, but yeah. Baltimore third minus 13, 41 and a half. Give me your read on the situation here. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot on this. I one. was about to say, I don't yeah. want anything to as, uh, as you said, there's not a whole lot with the props out there. I'm not really interested in it. You know, I would only be looking at unders for Carolina. We have a, a 13 point spread and a 41, 41 and a half, you know, point total. So that tells you all you need about what the Panthers are going to do in this game. They're going to be lucky to score two touchdowns. So uh, I, I don't really have a great read. Uh, I, you know, I hate laying 13 points with any team really in any any game in the NFL. I would lean towards the Ravens side just in case uh, we get the old Baker Mayfield from uh, earlier this season who stunk up the joint. I mean, his only good football really came in that a relief job for PJ Walker and that was in garbage time against the Bengals a couple of weeks ago I mean that was the only time that he's looked remotely good this year so uh, I don't really have a I'll just be completely honest I don't have a real great feel on this game I don't think anybody's gonna be watching it outside of uh you know anybody that's living in the Baltimore or Carolina uh, Charlotte area here this weekend so uh, but if I had a lean it would probably be towards the Ravens here minus 13. Uh, and, and as you said, there's not really much of a prop market here. So let's move on to a, yeah. a more entertaining game. All right. Well, let me, let me entertain you here, Tom, because okay. uh, a lot of people here have been, uh, you know, with, with what's going on with Twitter. Uh, I don't think, okay. you know, uh, I don't what's know. happening. Lex no, Luthor no. bought it. Uh, yeah. so people have been like talking about some of their favorite tweets and this one was hilarious. And Bruce Wade got scared by bats as a kid and was like, Oh hell yeah. I'm going to use that and became Batman. If that was me, I would have ended up as a superhero named Take Your Shirt Off at the Pool Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm uh, I'm take your shirt off when I eat steak, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like we so we have a steak night in America every yeah. Thursday night to watch the watch football. And I always take off my because sh- I'm like I don't want to get steak juice all over my nice shirts, you know. Yeah. I, uh, so I take off my shirt now. I uh, that is a power move. Now, now I'm the oh. shirtless guy that eats steak every Thursday night. So if you ever thinking about what's Brawley doing right now at eight thirty watching the game. It's- <laughs> I'm probably sitting there shirtless eating a steak. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, Cleveland at Buffalo. This is in Detroit. Buffalo uh, given seven and a half, 49 and a half the total. I have to bring up the tweet from Josina Anderson that I saw right before we came on air. Yeah. Has is, is there been any update to this, though, also? I, I don't know, but okay. the league source on the Bills slash no. Quote, this is a major impact. There's currently a travel ban. Still waiting to hear of, on timing of today's Zoom meeting. Snow is coming down hard right now. I don't know what the con- what's the contingency if everyone can't make it to the airport or we can't fly out. How poorly. I would assume they would have flown out Thursday night. Or bust. Or done something to get out of the general Buffalo area by the I time it know. starts snowing. I don't, well, I don't know what the hell's going on here, but Tom, it's just something that needs to be noted. Buffalo lane seventy and a half, seven and a half, forty nine and a half the total. I know Cleveland is taking a bus uh, to Detroit, um, probably leaving tonight or tomorrow. Um, but I, I don't know if I'm laying seven and a half with the Bills right now with everything that's going on. Josh Allen's off the injury report, at least. I, I am. I'm laying it with the Bills. Uh, okay. I, we did lay it early in the week at eight and a half. Then the game got, you know, so you got to be careful where you, you know, if you, you followed me, tailed me or whatever, uh, be careful, you know, check out where you, you placed your bet on FanDuel. If there's a change in venue, they void the bet. Uh, I know somebody that placed a bet on the Bills at minus eight and a half on DraftKings, and they do not. If uh, whatever their rules are, it's you know if if the game is played in the the given week of that season, uh, the bets are so you know be careful. You know, check to see uh, if your bet has been voided. Uh, FanDuel voided my bet immediately, so I placed it again at seven and a half here. Um, we'll see about this travel thing. I mean, that is an interesting little twist. I mean, I wouldn't maybe maybe they'll even fly out like Sunday morning or something to get to this game uh, if it's going to continue. Uh, everything I'm seeing about this storm, it's going to last through like you know Saturday night. So <laughs> I mean, there's there's a possibility if they haven't gotten out of Buffalo that they might have to travel like the day of the game or something. So uh, it doesn't make me feel great about uh, having the seven and a half, but the change of venue actually makes me feel pretty good about it. The mm-hmm. um, if it was going to be played in these conditions, I think the Browns would have had the at least some sort of advantage playing with Nick Chubb and uh, their offensive line, and you know, no going into a indoors here, playing in pristine conditions, uh, I think favors the team that wants to throw the ball a little bit more. Obviously, uh, that's that's the the you know the philosophy here for the Buffalo Bills. So I I do like that the change of venue, and we got we got to shave a point off of our our spread as well here at seven yeah. and a half. So. Um, I understand if, you know, you want to stay off it here to see, you know, what exactly happens here with the, uh, the travel for the bills. Um, did you hit any props, Tom? I know. Uh, I should, uh, I should also note like the, the total on this game. Oh uh, yeah. It, it opened at 46 and a half, uh, with the in, you know, incoming weather in it Buffalo. Got immediately bet down. Yeah. I got bet down to like the 41 and a half to 42 point range. And now, since we're back indoors uh, with the the pristine conditions, no wind, no rain, no no nothing in there, uh, the the total is now back up to forty nine and a half. So, uh, if you've been tracking this, uh, the total it's been all over the map here. But yeah, now we're sitting at forty nine and a half, one of the higher totals on the board. Uh, did you hit anything in the prop market, Tom? I know these probably were not up until recently. Um, with with all the with all the speculation and hell, the Bills not, might not get there for the game anyway. But I'm actually seeing a pretty full prop market here. Uh, let me throw one out to you. Okay, yeah, I was looking. I looked at these this afternoon. I didn't see anything that really stood out to me. But let's see. I, I had a couple in mind. Let's see what you're thinking uh, here. Stephon Diggs, eighty-seven and a half receiving yards. Ooh, that's Greg Newsom, the slot corner for the for Cleveland, collided with a teammate today Jeez. in practice, suffered a concussion. He's out. Okay. Stefan Diggs runs 40% of his routes from the slot. And Stefan Diggs is uh, having a career year here. Um, I think he's been up over 100 yards in five or six games already this season, or at least like 90-plus yards. Uh, so, yeah, that 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 one has been bet up too, Joe. I, when I was looking this afternoon, that was at 84.5. 
Um, you know, that that one I was looking at, I just hate, on, quite honestly, any of those yardage props that are kind of That high, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm only looking to bet unders on those. So, um, yeah, I didn't, I, I probably won't pull the trigger on that one, but that is intriguing. I did bet the Barkley one last week. That was the, that's one of the low exceptions I've made. Uh, for something that's like 80 plus yards, I did bet the Barkley over rushing yards. I know you were high on that one as well. Uh, but yeah, nothing really. I'll, I'll probably give it another look here, uh, tomorrow morning. But I was also looking Gabe Davis, but he's, uh, yeah, he, he runs so hot and cold that, uh, he's so volatile that I, I probably am going to stay away. But uh, I was also looking McKenzie, as he said, Newsom. He was sitting at like 25 and a half yards. Uh, which which I thought was intriguing, but he he just has been hasn't been targeted much so far this right. season. You know he's kind of lost his role. So uh, yeah, uh, nothing nothing bet yet on that game, but I'll I'll give it another look. See this uh, this this weekend. Let's now get to the Commanders and the Texans. We've got the Commanders laying three out on the road minus one fifteen. So it looks like this could move to three and a half. 41 is the total. Any uh, read on the side or the total? Washington at Houston. No uh, Chase Young for Washington. He will not play. Yeah, I, I was – I, I kind of would lean towards the, the Texans here if I had any confidence in the Texans. Uh, seems like a, a bit of a letdown – a classic letdown spot here for the Commanders. Uh, nobody – you know, you're the huge underdog against the Eagles. Everything kind of breaks right for you. You score the big upset victory – uh, short week, you got to fly down to tech, you know, Texas and play against this lowly uh, one-win team, the worst team in the league. But the the spread is just just not enough for me to do it. Yeah. Uh, it it's like the books books are kind of cooking it in here. Feels like this line probably should be at like four and a half, and uh, but we're not getting just there's just not enough value here for me to bet on the Texans here at a field goal uh, for as bad as they were. I mean. They were moving the ball last week. They had opportunities against the Giants, and uh, they, they I think they had six or seven drives that uh, went into the red zone against the Giants, or I forget what it was. You know, it was inside the 30-yard line. It, it was some something egregious, and they, you know, they walked away with, uh, you know, I forget what it was, 14 points or whatever they got against the Giants last week. So uh, this is a bad team. I was hoping for maybe a few more points if I was going to, uh, take the points with the Texans, but sitting at three here, um, you know, books have done a good job of baking in the letdown spot here for the commanders. Uh, did you look at anything in the prop? Uh, did you hit any commanders rushing props, Tom? Those have been I pretty did. profitable. Uh, what'd you Yeah. Yeah. We're going back to the well, uh, you know, as, as we said, we, we hit the, uh, the, the, the Saquon Barkley prop last week. It was 93 and a half, a little bit of a different, uh, bet this week, but, not feeling quite as confident on that one, uh, on this one as Saquon Barkley, but we're we're going with Brian Robinson. Got it at sixty three and a half. Bet the over here. Uh, we're, we're we're just going to keep targeting this commander, uh, this Texans run defense. My concern is, yeah, you know, it's kind of like this David Montgomery bet as well. Uh, I, I don't think Brian Robinson's looked particularly well. You know, he hasn't run particularly well. Uh, so we got a number here in the low sixties, but. I do think he's going to get fed the ball. We saw last week they're they're not afraid to keep pounding the rock with with Robinson and with Gibson here. So this prop has been bet up a little bit. It's sitting sixty four and a half. I'm seeing most places now. Uh, yeah, this this Houston run defense. We're we're going to keep attacking it. This is uh, we're going back to the well on that one. I also bet Nico Collins over forty and a half receiving yards. He's uh, been their guy. He has been. I, I think that's kind of gone under the radar uh, with everything going on with uh, Brandon Cooks so far this season. But uh, I think it's uh, five or six straight games where those two have been playing together. Nico has uh, had more receiving yards. Uh, so I'm liking Nico here, uh, averaging 15 yards a catch. Uh, and Washington's allowing 14 yards a catch. So if we can get like three catches out of Nico... Uh, based on you know how he you know his averages and what Washington is giving up, uh, we should get up over this total. And his uh, his receptions prop is sitting at three and a half. So they're you know books are expecting him to get three catches. So if he just hits his averages and based on what Washington's averaging, 
we should clear this number at 40 and a half. So I, I thought this was a number that would come out mid 40s to, to high 40s. So I, I think there's a little bit of value here. I think it's been bet up a little bit, but uh, you know, I'm not as confident in, in this one as like the Donovan Peoples Jones one last week, but I, I do think Nico Collins is quietly kind of emerging here a little bit. So uh, certainly a guy we, we pushed a little bit on the waiver wire and, uh, I still like his prop here, 40 and a half receiving yards. The Jets at the Patriots. The Patriots are laying three and a half. 38 is the total. Oh, I'm fired up for this one, Tom. Uh, are you taking any, either uh, either side or total here with the Jets and the Pats? Uh, no, I, I I did bet the Patriots last time these teams played. Uh, that was just a few weeks ago. I think that was week eight. This was that, that was the ugly Zach Wilson performance. Uh, he was trying to, you know, the the three interceptions, and you know, he's trying to throw the one uh, out of bounds, and he uh, oh, didn't so have quite enough. It didn't have quite enough on it. So, uh, but Mac Jones, he might be playing even worse than Zach Wilson right now. Uh, if you go dig into the numbers, and he was awful in that game too. It was just he didn't turn the ball over like Zach Wilson did. So. Uh, I I was lucky enough to get out of there with a victory last time. I think I was laying like a point or two with the Patriots in that game. And I'm not going back to the well this time. I uh, I, I would lean towards the Patriots side. Uh, I, 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 after watching uh, how Zach Wilson played against uh, Belichick's defense last time, but uh, not, not feeling quite confident enough. I think it was 22-17 last time. Um, yeah, 38 and a half is the, the points for uh, the, the total here. So not expecting a lot of offensive fireworks in this game, but, uh, it's, it's a pretty pivotal game. Uh, I huge. Mean, for, yeah. I mean, it's two teams that are right in the mix in the playoffs for the AFC. So, uh, on paper, it's like, Oh God, I don't really want to watch this game, but this is, this is a big game for two teams that have playoff aspirations. I have no idea. Uh, Tom, if I, how to bet, uh, if I could possibly bet an over in this game, Jacoby Myers' number kind of stands out to me at 48 and a half, but Michael Carter is a big, has statistically been a big time slot corner. This is a good Jet defense, and I don't know how I trust anybody playing offense for the Jets right now. I, I'm interested to hear your, your take on these props. Yeah, I, I did take a shot on Garrett Wilson. I think he's started to emerge here a little bit ever since Brees Hall went out of the lineup. I think he's kind of the guy for the offense now. I think it's it's running through him, um, and it cemented to me whenever I saw Corey Davis was going to miss again this week. He was out of practice all week, and I assume he was ruled out this afternoon. I didn't see the final word, but he, you know, he had a oh, uh, Corey Davis. Yeah, he's I assume. He, yeah, he's yeah. Out. I was going to say he missed the first two days of practice, and a guy that's been out for multiple weeks, you got to get some practices in before. So I, I assumed he was going to miss. So, uh, but I think Wilson's kind of the guy in this offense now. The offense is kind of running through him, and uh, we saw him go for uh, uh, six catches for 115 receiving yards in this game last time. Um, and the three-and-a-half-point road underdogs, they could be throwing a lot again uh, to play catch-up. So, And the, the Patriots' defense is obviously playing really well, and uh, they're one of the best by any number, you know, DVOA or, you know, whatever you want to look at to – but they are, you know, giving up 13.7 yards per reception to wide receivers so far this season. So uh, they have been give, giving up some chunk plays to receivers. So uh, I'm looking at Garrett Wilson over 53 and a half. If you look around, you can get a 52 and a half at uh, FanDuel. I wish I would have gotten that number, but uh, that was not available earlier today. But uh, I do like uh, Garrett Wilson for you know an over in this game. As ugly as it is, uh, betting any over in this game. Uh, that was the one that kind of stood out to me. Um, the Rams and the Saints. Saints are given two and a half, 39 the total. The Rams are going to be down three offensive linemen who played last week on what was already the league's worst offensive line. Yeah. What are they? And they're just going to like pick some guys off the street. I have no idea. I have no idea. No clue. Yeah, I, I actually have the under at 40 and a half in this game, I'm oddly kind of worried about it because I'm just like worried that like Stafford's going to do something stupid or uh, all it takes is one, like one dumb pick six. By the way, Andy Dalton's still the Saints quarterback. So pick six six is Well, I don't know. I I feel, 
I do feel probably more comfortable with him being the quarterback over James Winston uh, with his, you know, five interceptions before he got yanked uh, earlier this season. But uh, so we did get this at 40 and a half. We did get some good line movement. Uh, it's It got down to like 38 and a half. Uh, it's been bounced back up here to about 39. So we got, got a decent number here, but man, this is going to be some bad football. It's going to be horrible. Yeah, I I took the Rams uh, yesterday just because yeah, just I got points after I watched that Saints team last week play against my Steelers. They were freaking pathetic. They couldn't do anything on offense. But uh, yeah, this is another one. Uh, you know, I would put it with the Ravens and that Panthers game uh, as games to avoid watching on your direct TV feed. Uh, you know, just don't watch this game. Uh, you bet the under on the forty and a half, but. Just uh, follow that game uh, on your uh, on your on the tracker here. You, you don't need to watch this game. You, your eyes might bleed. Uh, did you did you hit any props here? I mean, eh. I did hit uh, Tyler Higby under okay. uh, under sixteen and a half for his longest reception. Uh, That's to, interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's he's averaging uh, close to nine yards of reception so far this season. And the Saints are the have been the best team against tight ends all season long. Uh, only only allowing uh, a 4.8 yards per target to tight end so far, a league low. So um, I, uh, Hickby did get a little bit of a increase for the first time last week. Uh, he was trending in the wrong direction, but he did uh, see a little bit of bump here with Cooper Cup being out of the lineup. But um, I, you know, I, I'm only looking to bet unders uh, for this game here. And I love that. Uh, we, we did hit this earlier this season, the longest recep- reception for Higby. I've been kind of a Higby whisperer so far this year. I've, I've hit a couple of unders on different props for him. I think we're 2-0 and on Higby. So we're going back to the well on Higby and betting the under on his longest reception, reception being 16 and a half yards. Detroit at the Giants. Uh, the Detroit's getting 345 the total uh, with the Lions and the Giants. The Giants are not getting Evan Neal back. The Lions are getting like kind of sort of healthier, not like, for this week, but Jamison Williams and DJ Chark are are on the track maybe to return in in, in a couple of weeks. But uh, interesting game here with the Lions and the Giants. Yeah, the the momentum's kind of been on the, the Lions side of most of the week here. Um, uh, it was started like four four and a half most places, and it's been bet down to a pretty flat three here. But it does look like. There has been some uh, money coming in on the Giants a little bit. I'm seeing like FanDuel's minus 115 at minus three. Uh, Caesars is minus 115 at three. So if you're looking to get on that line side, it looks like there's there's a chance we might see some three and a half pop back up. But uh, this this Giant, I, I like, I it's one of those like, I feel like their time is going to come at some point, but it never really seems it seems to happen outside of like that Seattle game. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I'm leaning towards the lines here, but there's no way in hell I'm stepping in front of this Giants team right now. They just, no. they just seem, seem to have, uh, they're just well coached. They grind out victories and the schedule has really lined up perfectly for them. So uh, I'm leaning towards the uh, Lions side in this one, but uh, not, yeah, no way in hell I'm betting against this Giants team at this point. This uh, prop market is near empty, but I do got to say, Darius Slayton's number of 40 and a half is really low to me. Yeah, I was, Joe, I was looking at that one, but then, Uh-oh. you know, I just, I just, no, I just started looking all the, you know, he's only seeing like four or five targets a game. Daniel Jones is throwing 17. And I don't know, you you saw the, the touchdown reception last week. I mean, yeah. it's kind of fluky, he slipped a tackle, and that was a lot of his receiving yards. But I do like, you know, we track this stuff and he has been starting to see more snaps and running more routes. So it, it did catch my eye, but I'm just like worried that, you know, if he doesn't run hot on his four or five targets that he's going to see. Uh, so I, I, I gave that, I gave that one a hard look. And then it was one of those, like, I was like 90% there. And then I'm like, nah, you know, he, he sees four targets and, you know, he doesn't get the one long play. So I, that was on the short list, but I did end up pushing that one away. So I, it was, I feel like I had a good process on it. And, you know, I, whenever I see one and I, I like it and I start digging into it and I dug into it and I, 
I just didn't have full confidence mm-hmm. in that one. So I ended up pushing that one aside. I, you know what? I love I love that you that you have that discretion because that number immediately stood out to yeah, me. Yeah, it, it it did to me too. And I know I think John uh, we haven't projected in the high 50s. I think he's like 57 or 58. I don't, whatever the number is. It, it was a, definitely a discrepancy with our number too. But um, yeah, it just, it didn't feel comfortable. So I didn't go go all in on that one. Um, yeah, and there's nothing really else. As you said, the, the market's kind of thin for that one. I guess they're, I guess they're waiting for more of the Detroit wide receiver news. And I guess Wondell Robinson, they probably want to get a full, yeah uh picture on him it, it looks like he's gonna play but uh, then again who else you gonna put props out for on the Giants receivers besides uh Slayton and Wandale I mean Galladay barely plays and uh Tanner Hudson I saw they had some props on him last week so uh not a whole lot of you know it's Barkley Danny jo- Daniel Jones and Derry Slayton are the only the real three pieces that are healthy right now so we're going to have to start moving here, Tom, because we only got 20 okay. minutes left to get through five games. Uh, the Vegas okay. Vegas at Denver. Denver's minus three. 41 is the total. Uh, Jerry Judy will not play. Devontae Adams is questionable. Um, uh, Kendall Hinton is questionable in this game. Uh, th- these are two teams that I have no interest in betting on whatsoever. I might take the under in this game of the 41. <laughs> Okay, well, this is the perfect game where we don't have to spend a lot of time on it then, Joe. Uh, not not a real strong feeling on this game. I, I gave out the Raiders in the picks. Um, it was pretty lopsided, a 32-23 victory. The first time around for the Raiders, obviously, because, I mean, they were miserable last week. I uh, jump out to that lead on the, the, the Titans, and they run, s- like, 70 plays in that game and only could score 10 points against the Titans. Uh, so not really feeling uh, either of the sides here. I'd lean towards the Raiders, but yeah, we saw what happened last week against uh, Jeff Saturday. And, and uh, you know, we, we get the reports this week that they would love to move on from Josh McDaniels, but they got no money. They're still paying, you know, John Gruden, you know, his contract. And uh, it's just a complete catastrophe in, in, in Las Vegas. So uh, the one thing I did bet in this game was uh, Cortland Sutton. Oh my God, we've got a great number on that one. It has been bet up a little bit. Uh, got it over 56 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I think it's up to 59 and a half. I'm seeing at DraftKings right now. Uh, so shop around on that one. But yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> got went into the numbers here with when Judy has been kind of a partial player here, uh, 66 plus yards in those three games for a total of 21 catches for 285 yards and 32 targets in the three games where Judy didn't play a full game. So uh, I think that number could see some more steam here. I, I thought it would come out in the, the low 60s. So I still like it there at 59 and a half. Dallas is favored by one and a half, 48 the total. I don't think this line has moved all week um, uh, against Minnesota in Minnesota. Minnesota obviously coming off of a huge win. Dallas coming off of a huge loss. But Dallas is favored against Minnesota. Yeah, interesting line. I, I, the one, one big, kind of a big piece of news that came out today. Uh, of course, we're always following the uh, the, the key uh, skill player injury news. But I thought Christian Derisaw getting a full practice in. Yeah, he does not have a game day designation. That, that that's kind of huge, you know, just because yeah. we're always worried about uh, you know Dallas's pass rush, and uh, of course, Michael Parsons is the. Uh, favorite for defensive player of the year award. So I, I thought that was a huge get for Minnesota. I'm leaning towards Dallas for, for the, the spread, but I was, I was hoping, you know, they would open up as an underdog in this game. And uh, that is not the case. Cause you think, you know, Minnesota playing off that highly emotional, you know, the looked like they were completely dead in that game against the bills last week, come charging back and you get the big victory. So it, it has the feel of a potential letdown spot for Minnesota. Dallas is pissed off. They blew that game, that lousy Packers team last week. And uh, so you, you think that Dallas would be up for this game. But uh, I guess the book, this is another one where the books, it seems like they baked that in, baked it into the line a little bit here. No discounts on the Cowboys this week. And that's the side I'm leaning to. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not stepping in front of this Minnesota team as well. They're they're kind of like the Giants. They keep finding ways to win these tight, close games. And 
this is this should this might be the game of the week here. Uh, and the spread is uh was certainly interesting, and it as you said, it barely is budged. It, it's been like that one and a half two point range. I could see the public starting to come in on this game over the weekend though, and maybe. Maybe, well, then again, it's Dallas and everybody, you know, they have such a big following that uh, maybe that's why it hasn't really budged from minus one and a half. So uh, I I would lean towards maybe the uh, public comes in on this and maybe knocks it down a little bit closer to a pick them uh, over the weekend. But we'll see. I mean, Dallas, of course, has a huge following. Uh, I just saw Tony Pollard's prop here at DraftKings. It went from 41 and a half immediately to 44 and a half. And now it's off the board. Um, Uh-oh. Uh, Somebody's got some information, baby. Yeah, man, immediately. Ezekiel Elliott, the questionable, they say he's expected to play. Uh. But I just think it's interesting that Tony Pollard's prop went from 41.5 to 44.5 and, and now has been pulled off the board. Yeah, that's something to keep an eye on here. Um, yeah, that, that number did catch my eye earlier today, too. I was looking into it. Uh, Minnesota's been really good against, uh, you know, a, a really tough run defense. Yeah, Everybody... Dalvin Tomlinson's not going to play again, though. Ooh, so, yeah, maybe I'll keep taking another look at that line here later this week. Uh, the one prop, no, oh, I hit Hawkinson, over 40 and a half receiving yards. He's been unlocked here since he's uh, moved to Minnesota. They've they had a plan for they they you know they gave up a lot, uh, but they clearly wanted him and they have a a plan for him here. So that line has been bet up a little bit to forty three and a half. It's starting to get into that territory where I, I would still probably bet it right now. I thought it would open up like forty five, forty six and a half. Uh, so I still think there's a little bit of value there, but. Um, he's been a pretty key piece for them. Uh, uh, 19 targets already so far this season. Uh, the, the last two weeks here since he came over to Minnesota and he already played in this matchup already, Joe. I don't know if you know that he played Dallas a couple of weeks ago with the Lions and mm. had four catches for 48 yards in that matchup. So, okay. uh, we, we got a little, we got a little history there as well. So we're looking at Hawkinson over 40 and a half receiving yards now up to 43 and a half. Uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. We've got Pittsburgh catching three and a half at home. You'll remember uh, Pittsburgh sacked uh, uh, Joe Burrow seven times. 40 is the total. I just found it uh, coincidental that Joe Burrow will now be facing a defense that has both TJ Watt and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick in it for the second time this year. No other quarterback has had to face that combination. Uh, because either Watt or Fitzpatrick has been out every other time. Um, kind of kind of a weird quirk there for Joe Burrow, and he's probably sick of it. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, uh, Watt's played in three games, and of course, the, you know, he didn't. Uh, Minka was out last week with the uh, appendicitis, but uh, pretty quick recovery this week. I mean, uh, he clearly didn't have the ruptured appendix like Burrow did in the uh, the summer here. A uh, pretty quick recovery, basically a week and. Uh, he was in and out with the surgery, and he's back on the field already. Going to play, and this line has, you know, steadily gone down this week. It, it kind of opened in that five, five and a half point range, and starting to see some three and a halfs pop up here at BetMGM and FanDuel. Uh, there's some fours though, if you're still looking for the Steelers side. I'm kind of, I'm kind of leading to the Steelers side. I'm feeling a little bit of momentum. The uh, uh, Steelers uh, defense is just. It's a, it's night and day with TJ Watt out in the field, and uh, he just uh, he just allows them to do a lot of different things. They can they can just sit back and play the the cover two, and uh, you know they only have to rush four, and it, it just makes a, a complete world of difference whenever uh, he's able to play. And of course, you know we don't want to you know you you don't want the uh, the corners out there on uh, on islands against these receivers, even though Jamar Chase is out. Uh, T Higgins can certainly still burn you on the perimeter, so. Uh, kind of feeling, feeling like there might be a upset brewing here in Pittsburgh. I'm still thinking about maybe jumping on this side, but uh, if I had a little bit more confidence in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, it did show some signs of life last week, but uh, still a group that, that uh, still struggles to get the ball in the end zone here too much. Uh, uh, any props that you took from this game, Tom? Uh, there, by the way, Jamar Chase is not going to play, but there is a chance for next week. Otherwise, I got a full prop board here for uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Uh, there is, and I honestly, I just couldn't see anything that I really liked here. Uh, I was hoping T. Higgins might come out 
in that uh, like high 60s range. He's mid 70s. Uh, one that did kind of stand out to me was Jalen Warren. His rushing yards was at 24 and a half, but I, I just couldn't quite get there. Uh, he He's running well. He is getting more carries here recently, uh, at least since the bye. They, they really did work him in there. It was more of a 60-40 split with Najee Harris. Uh, but I, I didn't end up betting that one. It just it feels like six or eight carries. You know, he might only get like six or ten carries. And DJ Reader, by the way, is back for the Bengals. Exactly. That was run defender. Yeah, that was the other piece I saw this week, and I was like, eh, it kind of kept me off of it. So, um, yeah, there's there was nothing really. I'll, I'll probably give this game another look this weekend, but um, yeah, nothing really stood out for me on this one. Uh, let's move now to Kansas City and the Chargers. This is uh, this is Sunday night football. We've got Kansas City uh, favored in this one. Hold on, let me get to. Uh, it's not loading for me. Ah, oh, there we go. Uh, Kansas City's favored by five in LA. Fifty-two the total. Uh, Tom, uh, we're gonna we, we don't have any Charger props out. There's nothing yeah. for the Chargers. I think they're waiting uh, on the Mike Williams and Keenan yeah. Williams. We don't even have a Herbert prop. Um, yeah, it's all Chiefs props. Uh, Chiefs minus five, fifty-two the total. Feels like the Chiefs will be a public side in this one, but I feel like the Chiefs are always a public side. Yeah, it's this is a line that was. Basically started like six and a half. There was even like some sevens mm. early in the week. And the the injury stuff has been kind of going against the Chiefs this week, though, uh, with Juju and Nicole Hardman going on, on IR. And you know, it looks like the Chargers are going to finally be back at full strength here at, le- at wide receiver. We'll see. Uh, we'll get final confirmation on that. Hopefully, uh, at <laughs> some point Sunday at the very, you know, Sunday morning at the very latest. So uh, we can confidently put Mike Williams and you know, God bless you. If you, you're putting Keenan Allen in the lineup, I can see him playing about three plays and then pulling up lame uh, uh, with his hamstring issue issue. But uh, the, the, the money or the action has been coming on the chargers here, been steadily bet down. And this is uh, Herbert has played the chiefs pretty well to this point in his career. Uh, you know, he covered the spread against them earlier this year in Kansas city. That was that Thursday night game. I think it was the first one on Amazon there with Alan Kirky. Uh, so that was a that was a backdoor cover on that one. I, I can remember that one because I had the Chargers side in that one and got the 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 last minute uh, Josh Palmer touchdown on a fourth and goal play. So, uh, but the Chargers have been good against the number against the Chiefs here. So I think there has been some action here towards the Chargers. We'll see if uh, there's eventual buyback here, though, as you said. I think the Chiefs are – they always get a lot of action. Everybody wants to bet on Patrick Mahomes, and it's that standalone Sunday night game. So if I was – you know, the, with the money going towards the Chargers right now, if I was looking to bet the Chargers, I'd probably wait, see if uh, – maybe see if there is some buyback on the Chiefs. Maybe – I don't know if it gets back to six, but uh, maybe at the very least, maybe you could get like a five and a half later in the week. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco's rushing prop is 56 and a half. I have no idea if I trust this. I made an yeah. offhanded prediction that he gets his first 100-yard game, but it almost feels like that's just such an easy prediction to make with this Charger run defense. Yeah, I'm with you too, Joe. I was looking at that number long and hard. You know, this. I, you know, there's a couple of, you know, I'm always looking at rushing overs on the Texans and the Chargers. That's one of the, the first go-tos I look at, and um, very intrigued by that number, but it's just like one of those like, oh, is Andy going to decide that he's not running the ball? You know, Andy uh, is a brilliant guy and he uh, can sometimes uh, get in his own head sometimes. For sure. And, uh, so that that ultimately kept me away from that. Uh, but it's pretty clear that they're pushing Clyde Edwards Hilaire out of this backfield. So uh, as you said, there's not a whole lot of props yet for the Chargers side. So uh, nothing nothing that's uh, that I've bet here so far. Well, I don't think we're going to get many uh, in the Monday night game, Tom, because, well, we don't know who's playing quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. We've got the 49ers. Or receiver, and the Card- you know. Oh, yeah, show. 49ers and the Cardinals. 49ers laying eight on the road, 43 and a half the total. Uh, there are no props for this game, Tom, so it's it it's total, it's spread, or nothing right now. Yeah, I jumped on the total here for the Cardinals at the beginning of the week at seven and a half. Uh, I wish I would have waited a little bit. I, I should have known that like the Zach Ertz news was going to come out because that looked like a bad injury and it would move up here a little bit. Um, it's one of those like I don't care if Colt McCoy plays or Kyler Murray. My, <laughs> Kyler Murray plays. I honestly, I, I don't think there's much of a point spread difference between the two after after watching Colt McCoy 
efficiently run the offense and get the ball out of his hands quick. Um, I don't know if you've been watching the Hard Knocks show. Oh, I haven't. We haven't been watching. I mean, okay, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, it was uh, the, the, there was some exchange with uh, Colt McCoy and Sean McVay after the game. Uh, you know, basically. I think McVay said something about how he neutralized uh, Aaron Donald. And, you know, you, you really shut down 99 today, he, he said to him. So, I mean, it, it, you know, McCoy was getting the ball out quick and feeding Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins. I thought he played really well last week. He's now 3-1 and one as the starter for the Cardinals. He, he actually beat the uh, 49ers last year, too, 31-17. That was the... Uh, or I think it was 31-13, whatever it was. It was the James Conner uh, going off, erupting for three touchdowns against the uh, 49ers on Monday Night Football last year, too. So uh, I like the Cardinals here. Uh, 49ers are getting a lot of love from the public right now. We saw the uh, spread against the Chargers last week get really steamed up. Uh, it opened up at six, got bet all the way up to like eight and a half by the time the game rolled around on Sunday night. So um Having that information, I should have thought about it a little bit more and just held off the Cardinals and placed the bet later in the week. But I still feel good here. We got up over a touchdown. Um, I, I thought this line should be more in the six to six and a half point range. So I still think, yeah, there's a ton of, I think there's some value here. Uh, even if it does look like Colt McCoy is going to be the quarterback here for the Cardinals. Uh, well, Tom, we got to get out of here so the college football guys can get into the room here. It's been a, It's been a good one. I'm going to go. Uh, get some dinner, enjoy myself tonight. I hope you enjoy yourself tonight. Are you? Oh, uh, I got the uh, Hershey uh, Yingling Hershey. Oh, that's beer. that's actually a really good beer, by the oh, way. Um, ha- <laughs> have you? Uh, are you doing anything fun tonight? Oh, I don't know. I got some. Uh, probably not. I have to talk to my roommate see if he wants to go. Uh, we went out for watched the game last night at uh, Champs and got a little rowdy. Uh, Champs is a little local sports bar here in State College, Pennsylvania. I'm sure there might be somebody that listens to this and knows that, but <laughs> you got uh, a little rowdy. Yeah, we were watching the game. Oh, I had a Lazard, man. That was that was a painful like just trying to get him over that 47. It was like yeah. he looked good for about like and it, it just needed one more catch for like 20 minutes, but he got, ended up getting it at the end of the game. So uh not, no big plans here. I got some short ribs that I'm gonna cook up. I think I'm gonna do some uh some tacos here this weekend. So, I love that. That's a good that's a good right, plan. So you, you and Virginia enjoy your night. We'll, uh, we will. we'll get out of the hair here for the college football program. And thanks for listening. Right. See you, everybody. Have a good one.